So this afternoon we'll continue the development of the compassion practice, Karuna Brahma Vihara. And as we've said, this uh, matrix or field of the Brahma Viharas provides us a beautiful map for the heart and its responsiveness to any situation that it might meet, that one of these Brahma Viharas can help us engage, connect with, and open to whatever it is we're experiencing. And so compassion is the response to suffering. First noble truth of the Buddha, there is suffering. To be human, to have a heart, a mind and a body, there's suffering. To be in relationship, in community, we open to the suffering of others. So this is a universal truth. And for most of us, I think we think all of us, the the movement to compassion, uh, the ability to feel uh, for another person's or another being's suffering is, is very immediate and very accessible. But, or and, what we often find in that movement, even as it's genuine and caring about the suffering, there can often be some place, large or small, that wants to hold the suffering at a distance, that wants to remove the suffering, somewhat out of a genuine concern for the suffering, but also because we don't want to feel the pain, the difficulty of the suffering of another. So we want to get in there and fix it. And this practice of compassion again, really helps us expand, tenderize, and create more resiliency in the heart so that we can stay present with difficulty. We can sit with these challenges that are so real. You know, we don't have to look far to find suffering. You've probably got enough right here in your own individual heart, mind, and experience. So there's a benefit to, just like the metta practice, actually cultivating this capacity to actually genuinely be with, stay with, open to the range of suffering that there is in the world. And again, in this practice, all of the Brahma-viharas have a different doorway, a different entry. In metta, we start where it's easy, self, benefactor, friend, For the suffering, in the compassion practice, we start with a suffering person. So we find that as a hopefully accessible doorway. And then we go through the list. Mudita, we start with someone who's really happy. Equanimity, the traditional start, is a neutral person. Anyway, they all have a different doorway. But then we go through the same category of beings that we work with in our metta practice. So we'll do a little bit of that today. It's a lot to teach in just one session. So see where we get to. But Stephen Levine has a a very um, prescient or uh, relevant quote where he says, when your fear touches someone's pain, it turns to pity. When your love touches someone's pain, it turns to compassion. And pity is the near enemy of compassion. Near enemy is something that looks like the quality Um, but is a slight distortion, or sometimes quite a distortion of it. So pity is connected to and knows their suffering and has a concern, 
but there's always a distance, uh, a holding at arm's length, and an undertext of, I'm so glad that's not me, you know, that poor person out there. Compassion feels with. Compassion is this willingness to be in that situation, whatever it is, as best we can with whoever it is that we're um, having compassion for, that we feel compassionate about. So a real difference. The far enemy is said to be cruelty, where that's actually wishing harm upon another, um, wishing that someone suffer. I find for most of us, we don't tend to so much have that one. You know, maybe every now and then there's kind of a wish for vengeance or getting back at someone, but not in, hopefully in any gross way. But even the near enemy of pity, again, we can feel that. I'm, I'm, I know I sometimes do. It's like, oh my God, how do they, that's so hard, but how do they do that? I couldn't bear it, kind of. That's, that's a form of the near enemy. But what I find is more common is compassion as the fix-it. We want to get in there, even though the, the natural movement of compassion is to relieve suffering. That's the genuine expression of compassion. And if you've ever looked at the beautiful Kuan Yin statue we have back there, the new one we have in our um, community meditation center, she's the embodiment of compassion, the goddess of compassion. But she sits in this pose, they call it the pose of royal ease, a great meditation posture and she, but she sits like that because she's always ready to get up and move into action but it's also what does that look like you know it's the pose of royal ease and it said that she hears the ten, the cries of the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows of the world her heart is open and receptive ready to respond but her heart also stays in balance. It's the equanimity. So there's that balance, even as there's a connection with the suffering. The fix-it mode is, I want to stop, not get rid of, do whatever I can for that suffering so I don't have to feel so uncomfortable about it. If it's my suffering or someone else's suffering, it's really an inability to just say, this is how it is right now. This is really hard. This is really painful. This is really difficult. So we, you know that mode? Busy mode, do it mode. You know, someone wants to tell you their story and you can't wait to tell them what they need to do to resolve that situation, to fix that relationship, to get out of that job or make that change in their life. We don't just let the person have their experience of difficulty. We want to fix it. So I think that's more commonly the near enemy of compassion. There's a genuine concern. There's a genuine movement to, to help but we can feel in it the aversion, the not wanting this situation to continue because it's so hard for us, or even as we take on the suffering of another person, we want to get it out of there, not willing just to sit with them, be with them in whatever their challenge is. So you might notice as you do the compassion practice, that movement It's often a little leaning forward, a little heightened energy contraction because the mind goes into fix-it mode or maybe there's just an energy of how can we make this better, make this go away. 
And true compassion just feels. And that's where it's difficult. That's where this practice can really reveal to us the landscape of the heart, of the challenges we have. I've done a whole month of intensive compassion practice. And even though there's a beautiful poignancy to compassion, when we truly feel it, there's the love and the connection and the caring, there's also the challenge, the weariness of moment after moment, staying with suffering and finding that balance, seeing how I go forward into fixing and back into kind of collapsing and apathy and, you know, sometimes, you know, cooled out into equanimity, not actually meeting the experience fully. See all of that range. And then that place where we're just willing to say, this is really hard. Can I sit with you in this? So as I said, traditionally in the compassion practice, we start with someone we care about who's suffering, where there's a sort of the, 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 the sense of compassion, just like we choose an easy person the matter, the sense of compassion comes quite readily. There's not a lot of agenda about their situation of, you know, they should be doing better or why they're worrying so much about this. This, you know, if they only did this, they wouldn't be so in such a hard place. But you just have that feeling of caring. And then we do compassion for ourselves. And this is such an important foundation for the practice, the self-compassion. Just, again, this metta mudra, it's also compassion mudra, the hand on the heart, just saying, this is really hard right now. Breathing with it, feeling it, having a sense that you're not alone in this experience of suffering. First noble truth, everyone experiences suffering. This particular form, whatever it is, People have grieved and lost and been broken and hurt and abandoned and harmed. Not alone. And then how do I hold this with compassion? What does kindness look like right now? May my heart soften with this pain. May I hold this with kindness and tenderness. May I open to this suffering with compassion, whatever it is. So you can always come back to that as we do the practice today. If you find that you're getting lost or caught, come back to the self-compassion. Come back to this tenderness of heart right here and right now. And then we find our way back in. And again, that's the, the beauty of this practice. I keep talking to people about water flowing downhill It doesn't, you know, force itself downhill. It's just the natural way. If we have this intention to cultivate this quality of compassion, that's there. All of these challenges, difficulties, diversions, distractions might come up, but we keep coming back. Okay, what does kindness look like right now? And finding our way back, wherever you land, self-compassion, for the person you chose as your suffering person or wherever it is that the guided meditation is going, the intention is always the key. And we keep saying we can't control whether we feel compassion or not, loving or not, kindness or not, but the wish that we aim in that direction, the intention for that quality, that we can have more of a sense of connecting with and and aligning with. So again, as we always do, sitting comfortably. 
and just feeling what you feel right now. Sometimes something even that has been said already may have had some kind of impact of softening or opening or even a challenge, you know, not, not wanting to go there. This is too hard. Let's just sit here and feel how the heart is, how the body feels, whether there's any contraction or holding that might be softened. Allowing the breath to invite this sense of presence and kindness. Breath is such a great tool for aligning the energy, mind, body, heart. Finding a comfortable breath, an easy breath, a soft breath, a breath that opens the heart center, or perhaps it softens the belly. And see what works for you as you sit here. And see that very sense of presence that you're cultivating as an act of kindness and compassion. Wanting the mind, body, heart to come into alignment, into presence with gentleness, with kindness. Essence of compassion right there. So just sitting, breathing, feeling the body. Softening, relaxing. And then we'll start today with either your benefactor or your friend. Sometimes with the benefactor, it might be someone you don't know, or perhaps it's someone who really has a lot of balance in their life, heart qualities. So sometimes not so easy to find the suffering to connect with, but for every being there's suffering. But you might then choose your friend, In the metta practice, when we do metta for our friend, even if there's difficulty in their life, we look for the sense of goodness and what's going well, how we can connect with the happiness. Here we're really willing to acknowledge where there might be challenges for this person. A sense of loss about a relationship or a family member. Perhaps their work is challenging for them, or their housing situation, their financial situation. Perhaps they have a health challenge or an injury. Again, the training is not to do this right, to try to fix this other person, but the bringing up the intention, directing the mind, the energy, the meditation, to these aspects of this person and seeing if we can land there in a, in a true and clear way, connecting with what's difficult and challenging for this person and then wishing them ease. So this is the practice, holding them in your heart, bringing them into the field of your awareness, taking a moment to connect with whatever it is you know that's challenging for them. Maybe there's a range of things but you just feel how they struggle. 
and how they wish to be happy. And you say the phrases of compassion. A traditional one is simply just, may you be free of suffering, or may you be free of this suffering, to have it be more directed. But sometimes that seems impossible, hard to open to. So whatever variation works for you, I care about your suffering. Or may your suffering be eased. May you open to this challenge with kindness and compassion. You can choose one or two of phrases like that that express care and kindness. May your heart be tender but strong in the face of this challenge. May you feel the warmth of the compassion that I feel for you. Again, some variation, holding this person and their challenge in your heart, using the breath to bring space into the practice. You don't have to rush here. Quiet on the in-breath, the phrase on an out-breath, letting the sense of the words, the meaning of the words, the felt sense of the compassion flow out with the out-breath. Another near enemy of compassion, not very near, but is grief, is being lost in the suffering. Again, this is sometimes a very natural response of the heart to the difficulty, but it's not compassion. Compassion is not a suffering state. So again, just noticing the movements of the mind or heart, into fixing, into pity or separating, or when we kind of get lost, overwhelmed by the difficulty. Can we steady the heart so it stays present for this challenge that this person has? Expressing our caring with tenderness the willingness to stay connected, stay in the caring mode with exactly how it is right now for them.
And now you can see what feels right for you. Perhaps stay with this person, the friend who's got some challenges, compassion for yourself. But the direction this practice goes is to include all beings in the field of our compassion. So again, just see the heart can keep expanding in this way, if you're willing to try. Just getting a sense of everyone here in the room, all here on this journey together wanting to cultivate loving-kindness and these other Brahma-viharas. Everyone here has suffering in their life, challenges, loss, grief, trauma, injury, illness, their own lives, the lives of those they love and care about. They're just expanding the field of your compassion to include everyone in the room here on the retreat. May you hold your suffering with tenderness and compassion. For I care about this pain and sorrow. May you find kindness and well-being in your struggles. Again, whatever phrase is working for you, It's a sense of radiating the compassion out. Perhaps you have a sense or an image of the people close by you. You can directly have a felt sense of that. Perhaps it's just a more general sense of all of us sitting here, each individual life, so many joys and sorrows. Can we hold that, open to that? And not falling into overwhelm or grief or pity, but really just acknowledging this truth of suffering and caring, staying steady, being willing to feel with. Even though we don't know the stories, the individual challenges, we do know that every life is touched by suffering. May we all be held in compassion and kindness. May our pain and suffering be eased. Just gently holding everyone in the room, in the retreat, in the field of compassion. Just being willing to recognize that life is difficult, challenging, unreliable for all of us. No one 
escapes. And then expanding out, the other human beings on the land, cooks and managers, caretakers, staff who are here today supporting retreats. There's a whole bunch of people at a day long where the theme is working with pain. They've all come because of challenges, physical pain in their life. Again, this sense of expansiveness. May we all be held in the compassionate heart. May our pain and sorrow be eased. Slightly touching mind's eye, these various people, some you've seen, some you can imagine. All sharing the challenges of being human. and also including the animals of the land, having to take care of themselves, some of them taking care of their young ones, and the sense of vulnerability that animals have in trying to find food and shelter, protect themselves and their babies. Many babies die in the course of a summer wishing well to all the non-human beings on the land. They also suffer and struggle. May all beings here be free from suffering. May they have ease and be held in kindness. That says some beings that you've connected with Lizards or turkeys or deer, quail, owls, bobcats, coyotes, all want to be happy not to suffer. And then expanding out further in all directions, in the front, behind, to the left and right, above and below, as far as the mind's eye can see, beings in all directions, human and non-human, have struggle and challenge in their lives, want to be happy and yet often are suffering. Perhaps including, if you know the direction of the people you love and care about, who have challenges, or just this vast, spacious heart of compassion, radiating compassion over the entire world, upwards to the skies, downwards to the depth, outward and unbounded, 
freed from hatred and ill will. May all beings be held in compassion. May their suffering be eased. May they know kindness and tenderness. Sometimes you don't even need to say the words. Just this feeling of caring, of connection, of tenderness. All beings, human and non-human, seen and unseen, all directions. The earth, the sky, the rivers, the oceans. holding them all in this space of compassion. So many beings in places of huge suffering, of wars, and immigrate, having to be refugees, cruelty and injustice. Again, compassion stays steady with caring and doesn't fall into grief. Can we breathe and hold the state of the world in our hearts. And lastly, coming back to here and now in this heart, your heart. If it's tender, if it's open, just again that gesture of compassion. May I open to this suffering with kindness and ease. May I hold myself with tenderness, care, Breathing, feeling, opening, 